Good morning, everybody, and it's a beautiful sunny day out there. Let's get out there and appreciate it. Take uh, advantage of the uh, powerful rays of the sun to bring up your spirits, as well as taking 10 deep breaths of fresh air, and it'll oxygenate your body, bring up a positive attitude in you. Of course, on a cold day, we try to bring out that, bring the air in through your nose. Ah, because the lungs don't appreciate cold air. Not the, not the best things for your lungs, so you bring it in through your nose. So we see here an unbelievable plan, a purpose. Hashem puts the nose in, first of all, he puts it in the middle of your face. Now, why does he do that? Because you have to know that, uh, that, that it, it, it's a sentinel, it's a guard. Nose is standing on guard on what you put in your mouth. And something uh, is usually, if it, uh, if it smells bad, it's bad for you. If it's rotten, it smells bad. So the nose is telling you, don't put it in my mouth, don't put it in there. So, and also, the nose is, is uh, right here for the, for the cold air, it's protecting us from that cold air. What is it doing? It has hairs in the nose. Oh, so when you breathe in that cold air, don't bring it from your lungs, we're bringing it from the nose. And the hairs are warming up the air. You hear that, my friends? And also, there's mucus in the nose. It's also taking out the, 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 the dust in the air, also warming up the air. And then there's concentric circles inside your nose till it gets to your lungs. It doesn't go straight down. That's why if you bring it in from your mouth, it goes straight down into your lungs. That's how you catch a, get a cold. You get problems with the cold air into the lungs. But it's doing a lot more things than that. And the, the nose is... Um, it, it actually, uh, uh, as we said, it smells bad things. Why should something smell bad be bad for you? That's a very big question, my friend. Why should something that smells bad, a spoiled milk, why should it be bad for you? Spoiled meat, why should it be bad for you? Maybe it should, it should, it should taste like uh, cherry soda. Maybe it should taste good. Why should it be bad? Why should, why should it smell so bad? Because Hashem is the plan of Hashem. It's a kindliness. Hashem is showing you a tremendous design. That if it's if it smells bad, it's bad for you. Think about that, my friends. Think about that. That's Chesed Hashem Malei Aretz. Now, now, also a nose, huh? It looks good on it's in the middle of your face. It's not in the back of your head. If it's in the back of your head, you also won't be able to smell the. It's there to smell the the the, the, the rotten food. It's in the back of your head. It also looks good in the front of your head. It also holds up your glasses. You ever think about that? The nose holds up your glasses. It's pretty good. Now, now. I'll give you one more uh, idea on the nose. There's a million of them, but I'll give you one more. You have, for example, uh, a mother. She just brings home a newborn baby. Brings home the baby, newborn, helpless basically, helpless baby. And puts her, she puts him in the crib. And she covers him with the blanket. Now she comes up, gets up in the, in the morning or in the middle of the night. She finds that the baby turned over. And the blanket is over the baby's face and she's scared. Maybe the baby's not able to breathe. Maybe he's suffocating. But then she sees that the nose is holding up the blanket and the nostrils are sideways so the baby is not suffocating. What a design that is. Yeah, that's not that it's happened by mistake. That's a design, my friends. It's designed that way. So, so we are gaining emunah hushit. That means sensory emunah. There's two kinds of emunah. Emunah sikhlit in your mind. It's very important. Again, emunah should learn Torah. You, you, you read the science books maybe, but when you touch it, when you feel it, when you go to the zoo and you touch that sheep, you feel the, feel the, the wool on its back, that's emunah hushit. When you see it, you see the moon, round moon, you can see with your eyes, that's emunah hushit through your senses. That, that sinks very, very deep into your, into your psyche, into your mind. It doesn't get forgotten. Something you read doesn't sink in as deep as that. Of course, when you do put them both together, you learn Torah, you learn about how to learn about Masechet Sukkah, and then you build the Sukkah, oh, that combines the best of both worlds. You think you, you learn about it and you do it. Now, you know, our Torah uh, has, especially Bereshit, Sefer Bereshit is a Sefer Emunah. 
It's the sefer that's going to build up Yemunah. And we see right here at the beginning, right there, Hashem puts right in the beginning, Bereshit bara Elohim. Hashem, Bereshit bara Elohim actually is the two most greatest fundamental principles in the Torah. Bereshit bara Elohim. First of all, there's an Elohim. There's a God in the world. And number two, bara. He created it. He created the world and he runs it. So we have Bereshit. He puts at the first sentence, Bereshit bara Elohim. God created in the beginning. There's a God and he created the world and he runs the world. Now, now, uh, now, um, now, Hashem puts over there 36 pesukim. That's a lot of real estate. After all of these pesukim, the whole Torah is real estate in the mind of Hashem. It's what he's thinking about. That's the way you learn Torah, my friends. Every dot, every letter, every sentence is what Hashem is thinking. And you could think like Hashem. You could think what he's thinking. Right now, he's thinking this pasuk. So when you want to walk on the street and you want to think like Hashem, you want to think what he's thinking, say, Bereshit bara Elohim. Et hashamayim ve'et ha'aretz. Wow, it's an atom bomb. Now, now he's saying, God created in the beginning the heavens and the earth. This is what he's saying. That's what he's thinking. So now you're thinking like him. You're thinking like Hashem. So over here, Hashem is telling us, he could have just had one pasuk, one, that one sentence, and he could have finished with it. Finished. No, he put 36 pasukim to tell us that he created uh, different birds and animals and, uh, and, 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 uh, Different, and snakes and, and creatures and critters and, and insects and finally it creates the pinnacle of creation. It creates the man and it created a soul. It created all these things. He put it one by one. He lists them one by one in order for us to get it embedded in our, in our minds, have it indebted, indelibly put in our minds. And, and each one is, a, is, 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 of, is of unending importance. It's... it's Unlimited importance. That's why he put it there. So we're going to learn also some of the other fundamentals that he put in the beginning of the Torah. And let's just say uh, one, another one. He says, put, tells you there's free will. It shows free will. Adam and Rishon had a free will to eat or not to eat from the fruit. He had free will. He made the wrong, wrong choice, but he did have free will. So that, this opens up the whole door for us that we do have free will and we can accomplish many good things with our free will. All of our success in this world is due to our free will. And this is all a chesed of Hashem to even have free will. Let's notice it, let's see it, and we're seeing it right over here in the beginning of the Torah in Parashat Bereshit. Have a great day today.